Join me, Professor RPG, as I sit down with friends, colleagues, and special guests as we reminisce and discuss role-playing games that left their mark on us. Expect to see all sorts, from western style to Japanese and even tabletop. So stay a while and listen, and let us trigger those memories of tales long since completed. Relive that fantasy you hold dear, and come along with us, adventurer, on this quest into the past. Welcome to the RPG University. Well, you slipped through the fissure too, did you? You came for demons' souls or to save this land and be remembered as a hero. <laughs> Hunted for demons. Try one of the archstones. Now go. That's why you came, is it not? To this accursed bullet area. Class is in session, and this week I have the pleasure of sitting down with my assistant professor here at the RPG University, Mr. Alex O'Neill, and we're going to talk about our favorite PlayStation 5 launch game, I think, Demon Souls. Yes. How's it going, Alex? Uh, it's going pretty good. It's always good when we get to talk about RPGs, but also even better when we get to talk about Demon Souls. <laughs> True. What a game. Yeah, what a game. What a game. Uh, but before we dive into that, to get all of you listeners' minds back in the headscape of perhaps when you played this originally, it, this game originally released on the PlayStation 3 back in 2009 in Japan. In February, on February 5th, 2009, it would make its way over to North America on October 6th, 2009, and was available in the PAL regions on June 25th, 2010. And like we just mentioned, this is also a PlayStation 5 launch title, which launched day and date with the system on November 12th, 2020, and worldwide worldwide on November 19th, 2020. But for this uh, for this moment, we'll, some other games you might have been playing back in 2009 anyway that came out the same year was Borderlands, the original one, Dragon Age Origins, Assassin's Creed 2, Left 4 Dead 2, Batman Arkham Asylum, Infamous, Halo ODST, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, and Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days. So some heavy hitters back in the 2009 era. Yeah, I forgot about Kingdom Hearts uh, in that year. Yeah. One of the many. (laughs) Yeah. That was, I think that was one of the first really wacky named uh, games that we got of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. And it just devolved from there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, when they started adding fractions into the title, it's like, oh, God. Yeah. what What's going to happen? But, yes, we are here to talk about Demon's Souls. Now, Alex, you and I have both beaten uh, Demon Souls. Have you played or what was your first experience with Demon's Souls? It's funny, like, I, I have so many fond memories of the original Demon's Souls. This is a game, like, in a way, like... Personally, I would trace, like, the origins of Irrational Passions back somewhere in Demon's Souls because, like, that's a game I played through with uh, Scott Guthier, one of my co-hosts on Irrational Passions podcast, a very old, we've been friends since, you know, middle school, and this was high school time. His brother imported the Chinese version of the game a year before this when it came out, um, and he played it that way originally, and then... He got the English version. He was the one that told me about it. Like, I had never heard of this game at all uh, until he introduced it to me. I came over to his house, sat down with him, played on his PS3, um, and, like, he just laughed. <laughs> I remember, like, this two hours, mm-hmm. he was just laughing as I got, like, thrashed. Because, you know, I didn't know... This is so different at the time for me. Um, I didn't know how, like, how the best way to approach a game like this. But, like, mm-hmm. and, and I, I really wasn't into hard games, especially at the time. Like, if you told me a game was hard, I'd probably just not play it uh, back then. Uh, and that was kind of this game's whole shtick. But the way Scott sold it to me, and, and I'm so thankful to him for this, uh, is of just, like, no, like, this is, you got to work for it. But once you get there, you will be, it will feel like a reward in of itself. And, and you got to you gotta find mm-hmm. that reward kind of on your own. You have to determine if that's worth it for yourself or not. Um, and yeah, so I, I beat it. I remember finishing 
Demon Souls. And and to be fair, when I played it originally, I definitely there was a an item duplication glitch <laughs> that I definitely took advantage of. Yeah. I didn't like break myself necessarily completely, but I definitely made it so I was like a higher level uh and had plenty of healing items at all times. But going back mm-hmm. and playing it again, it's honestly not that bad to just grind and do that yourself if you wanted to. Um but obviously item duplication makes that go a lot faster. But yeah, I I, I really liked this game. I, I think, you know, I definitely was very aware of the performance issues that well, I'm sure we'll talk about and stuff, but um, it is, like, the first of these games, and now that I've played all of the other of these games and it's become, mm-hmm. like, easily one of my favorite genres, like, I've talked top to bottom about how Sekiro is probably one of my favorite games ever. Um, mm-hmm. This is... It, it's so revitalizing and refreshing to see kind of, like, the origins of that Um but yeah, it's I, I played played it back in the day. When did you play it originally when it came out? I did. Uh, I was. I remember when because the Chinese version or the Asian version had English subtitles in it, yeah. so you could play it in English. I remember, and as it started becoming incredibly popular overseas and importing, I had tried importing it initially, but it was sold out everywhere, um, and then it finally got it announced as for localization so i pre-ordered it i picked it up day and day i wish i wasn't able to get the the black knight edition or whatever the mm. the co- collector's edition that i wanted but i played through and beat beat this game absolutely loved it this was actually the only souls game that i had ever beaten up until dark souls 3 came out yeah i've, I've heard um, that before too yeah uh i went back last year or the year before and replayed and beat dark souls one and i don't think i've beaten dark souls two yet um but this game is so much fun and the designs and kind of what you were talking about it was so we take for granted now uh the soul genre yeah i feel like when this came out it was such a unique experience and different from pretty much everything out there. Like every overly challenging game that on purpose at any game that's out now that on purpose is overly difficult. I think owes its existence in part to demon souls just because this popularized the idea of, okay, this game is hard just for like hard sake. Mm-hmm. And it was so much fun and so many memorable uh, bosses from the, I remember Phalanx and having such a hard time with it originally and then discovering uh, its weakness to fire and then, Oh, okay. And then uh, taking advantage of that. It, I honestly can't remember a game that has provided me as much, uh, like such a good feeling and rewarding experience as as this game yeah um it's it's feeling of beating a boss is just it's even today like replaying it has been fantastic yeah it's 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 unique and it's special uh and and it's also like to that from software design and and kind of just what they do best like their ai their encounters the way enemies kind of or laid out in an area, but also just the way an area is so like the the areas in this game are pretty small if you if you kind of think about it in the grand scheme of things. Especially like Bulletaria Castle, which is the first world. You see all these like parts of it, like this town mm-hmm. below, like when you're being chased by the dragon, right, on that bridge. There's like houses in this town and city streets under that area that you never go to, yeah. like the thing I realize about that level going through it again in this remake, and, and to be fair, Blue Point, boy, howdy, we'll talk about it, but this this yeah. game looks real good. Oh, it's it's, it's real so, good. So they make that world look even more believable, but like the path that you take to the end of Bulletaria Castle is like, it feels like you're kind of sneaking in and going on this outside path and and coming in from the side and, and taking all the sideways to get to your destination. And so, mm-hmm. like, so few games commit to that in a way that this game does. And you mm-hmm. see all this stuff and all this parts of the castle and stuff that you never go to, 
right? Like we never walk around inside like the king's part of the castle, right? We just do the throne room yeah. and stuff at the end. And it, it's I think about looking at the the castle, which is so incredibly immaculate um, in this game. It makes me think of Twilight Princess, which is like. Yeah. The exact opposite, the castle night, which is also a great level. I like it a lot. But you go through all the the main rooms, and like you get the the thing at the end of that castle is like the main room in, in a similar way to this game. But like I I think like that's so from software that's like quintessential to their design, like the path less traveled, like this the mm-hmm. secret path that you are now the most familiar with, right? You've died on that that path seventy times, and you know every single secret in it. Um, and there's just like from's level design is just rich in that way that other games, especially in 2009 had none of like you, you, you yeah. in like, think about all the 13. I don't know if that was Oh nine or, or Oh eight, but like, that's a game where you have these beautiful levels and you go through them once and it's done. And this is a game mm-hmm. where you have these beautiful levels that are intricate and have secrets and all these little things that you're going to go through 70 times. And with that, experience you're going to appreciate it i I think even if you don't at first you learn with this game to appreciate the way it's designed and laid out yeah um what i like about this game is it's more it's far more linear than the future souls games but at the same time there's so many nooks and crannies to discover uh, characters with different storylines or hidden items things like that where it doesn't necessarily it funnels you through the level in a good way without while also keeping a lot of uh, cool things to discover and kind of different areas or different paths to explore whereas the more open nature of the Dark Souls series and stuff can be a bit more difficult to navigate i find um and there's just a charm to these areas these levels um and just diving deeper and deeper into them as you unlock new archstones and tackle new bosses it's uh demon souls is special even even like replaying it on the ps5 it's like this game still very much holds up yeah totally in in a in a impressive way like Mm-hmm. thinking about everything that from's learned and done in their games since this it's 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 like this game is kind of simple in a lot of ways when you compare it to even just dark souls one especially dark souls three like there's no kick there's no jump there's no mm-hmm. uh jumping attack there's no uh you know poise poise isn't even a system in this game which is like a yeah. big thing in dark souls specifically um that they take out for Sekiro and bloodborne and stuff but yeah, it's it's comparatively, it is that much more a simple game, which makes it that much more approachable. Just because, you know, as, mm-hmm. even though there's like thirty different we- weapon upgrade paths that you could take, like at the end of the day, you're just gonna pick one and stick with it, and and it it feels like okay, you know, this isn't too much to know, too much to think about. Um, yeah, which I like a lot. So with. And you're you're closing in on getting the platinum trophy. You're on your third playthrough. I'm on my uh, my second. And what would you say is your least favorite area and your most favorite area? Uh, the the swamp, the poison swamps, is the least my least favorite area. But I think that the skeletons in the uh, the storm place are the the rolling skelly bros. The rolling skelly bros are the worst enemy in the game. <laughs> I hate the swamp of defilement or whatever it's called. The the swamp of sorrow, um, in the valley of defilement. Um, but those skeletons are the bane of my existence. See, for me, I hate the mind flares in the Tower of Latria. Mm, I understand. I've like uh, got that timing down with their their little grab. Um, but yeah, they're nightmare fuel for sure. Yeah, it's as a uh I ran a magic heavy build because I've never really dabbled too much into the magic side or the magic systems in any of the Souls games, so it's like I know it's like quote unquote easy mode, uh, which I would kind of disagree with. 
with Demon Souls, but uh, I, with going so heavy in magic, the Mind Flayers are very strong against magic. Yeah. So that uh, that lent itself to some uh, some difficulties, and I will remember that lone. Uh, those couple of black phantom mind flares oh, yeah. in the final area of Tower Latria when you're on the spiral staircase. And it... Uh, I I rage quit a number of times and had to like... Because I would... Because that's right leading up to uh, the yellow monk and that boss fight and the final fight of the Latria zone. And I was just like, fuck this. Yeah. Understand fuck this so hard. Uh at least with the and maybe it's because I played the um the whatchamacallit the swamp zone like second to last. I didn't have that much of an issue with it. It was kind of annoying dealing with the slowdown like not slowdown as in my walking speed, not performance slowdown. Um and that little village of the dudes that just would swarm you, but Overall, I wasn't too bothered by the swamp. Um, I'm I'm very like dodging is very much the core of every build in in Demon mm-hmm. Souls for me. So like not being able to dodge, but also the thing is, if you hit the dodge button while you're in that swamp, you do like this f- two full second yeah. animation of like oh I'm stuck, and it like leaves you super open. So just breaking that, and again, like it's how the game's built, right? It's 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 breaking mm-hmm. that habit. Because you have to pay attention to this area, which is cool, but yeah. I died a lot. Uh, I I mm-hmm. died enough in that swamp for it to go to near pure black world tendency, and then it just got mm-hmm. that much more chaotic and terrifying. Um, mm-hmm. And what I hate, the, I think the, the thing that bothers me is like the swamp is so hard, and then the dirty colossus is like a joke. <laughs> in my in my opinion, like that guy is yeah. so easy, and I could fight him with my eyes closed. But the swamp to get there is this never ending mm-hmm. nightmare. Um, and yeah, it's just like those big guys, especially because I, I didn't have any ranged anything. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's like I got to fight them one at a time on an island where I have enough room to roll into them, not away from them because I'll get in the swamp uh, to dodge their attacks, and that means my timing has to be perfect. So. It was yeah. intense, but yeah, I got through it eventually. It was that was the the and that was the last area I did. It was the first time I was like, "Oh, this is all right. This is hard. Mm-hmm. This is tough." Uh, I think my favorite is Boletaria, though. Like, I love Boletaria. I probably like that. Those the area after the Tower Knight, especially um, mm-hmm. the, the King's Landing or whatever it's called, the Inner Ward. Um, that area is so cool, and the the penetrator is one of my favorite boss fights. Um, but I also really like the Tower of Latria. It's funny that you mentioned it, but like, I really like I like the music there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the vibes there, um, and I I don't know. There's like the, it is such a different place, and and it maybe it's just like that first area specifically. Uh, which I remember hating when I played it originally because I didn't know you had to pick up those keys off the wall. So, of mm-hmm. course, like, I, I didn't get anywhere in that area. But, you know, I feel like once you know that, once you start, like, okay, I need to remember the first floor, there's this, this, and this, and the second floor, there's this, this, and this. Once you start kind of dedicating memory to that, I just think that area is yeah. so cool. It's so unlike anything else. In, mm-hmm. like, any I like game. the lore, like... Yeah, I, I completely agree. The Tower of Latria, especially after you get out of uh, the initial area where it's very confined and there's a lot of those mind flares, I enjoyed it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just I died so many times to... And granted, I don't have much vitality. Yeah. Uh, so every hit is like, if it doesn't outright kill me, it does most of my life uh, when I'm in soul mode, even with the cling ring. But uh, from a architecture standpoint, I love it. Everything is just, it's so good. Yeah. It's just so good. But the Bulletaria Castle, like everything about that level aesthetically is like mm-hmm. some of my favorite fantasy looking shit. <laughs> like yeah. top to bottom, especially when you 
get to the inner ward and and like the you're approaching the actual king's castle and the keep and all that and you see like the gold inlays and the the symbols mm-hmm. of boletaria it's just it's so good yeah uh now one of the more uh i don't want to say contentious but one of the more controversial i guess aspects of the remake is some of the redesigns of this game some of the creature designs have been uh changed a little bit the ui has been changed the menu's been changed what's kind of your take on the the redesigns that have been implemented i'm honestly like a really big fan of of most if not all of it like i can't necessarily off the top of my head i can't think of anything i don't really like Mm -hmm. And I, what I appreciate is how, like, this is Bluepoint doing it. Like, all the items are, like, fully re... They, they have a new look. It's funny because I've been using mm-hmm. the Demon Souls wiki um, to, like, mm-hmm. for hints for anything that I need. And it has all the original, like, uh, item thumbnails and all that. And it, it's funny seeing the old ones and being like, oh, yeah, like, I totally forgot that this had this in it. Um, but... I think all of the the new item looks and stuff are very mm-hmm. from software. Like I feel like they they were very inspired by from software. They're like they're, we're gonna try and and not necessarily cop their style, but take that look and run with it. And I think they mm-hmm. I think they nailed it. Like I, I all the items, especially like the rings and the spells and stuff, I, I think all have the same vibe that I would want. Um, the monsters, I think, definitely. Have, have a little bit more of that western flair but also mm-hmm. i think the monsters in demon souls have that western flair like i think they look way more western than anything else in future souls games mm-hmm. but i love the, the new ui i think especially like the little videos that show you what spells do is, is yeah. like fundamentally groundbreaking <laughs> for a game like this um yeah. and especially looking at old demon souls ui like the demon souls ui is atrocious <laughs> it's <laughs> one of the worst and like this is very much way more like dark souls one the way it looks uh and i think that's very acceptable very preferred mm-hmm. yeah i'm the same way like everything about and granted it's been a long time since i've played the ps3 version of demon souls but um Everything I thought looked fantastic. I loved all the updates. Um, and maybe if I saw a side-by-side, I'd be like, why'd they change that? And I guess one of the changes that uh, I've seen that I'm not a, as huge of a fan of, uh, but was kind of the redesign of... Uh, who's the samurai guy you can meet? Oh, yeah. Um, Satsuki, I think is his name. Let's see. Uh yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. Um like they've changed him up quite drastically to look I guess more uh Asian Yeah, like in- inspired. Eastern inspired. Like he looked like a white dude before, so I, I feel like that might be a good call. But like I I like it because it makes him kind of like feel like this person from an outside land right which i think is what they were kind of going mm-hmm. for originally um which in his name was setsuki so yeah I, I i don't mind that too much i did that was definitely one where i was like okay you look way more like i feel like maybe you should look <laughs> um mm-hmm. uh there was another one the old hero boss i remember when i saw him i was like i don't remember this guy at all <laughs> yeah and i lo- i didn't I, I looked him up and i was like oh no this is what this dude looked like <laughs> like you know he looks better obviously but that that kind of the headband over the eyes and stuff, all that stuff like that's exactly mm-hmm. how he looked before um yeah it's it's just very cool this if they did such a good job i'm very anxious to see uh how the future like how the future of games after Elden Ring approach the soul genre after this in terms of kind of looks or, or things like that. Yeah. I, I wonder, like, I wonder if this will have an effect on, on from, you know, like, I don't think it needs to like, yeah, this game is like mm-hmm. a mystical showpiece of technology, but like, I don't need from software's games to look like this. I like that their games are kind of dirty and grungy. Yeah. Um, it's part of their charm, you know? 
mm-hmm. but it's cool. It's just even cooler that we got this. Like, especially that it is Demon Souls. You know, like I've been talking yeah. with Scott Guthier on on IPP about it, and and you know he's it. Demon Souls is his favorite Souls game. Like it's it's his. Yeah, he loves it more than Dark Souls Two, One, or anything, or Bloodborne even. Uh, he loves this game eternally and he's so happy that it's it's like so faithfully been remade and i think like mm-hmm. the most important things to demon souls are like how you have to approach the play right like it's a it's a challenging game about patience and then mm-hmm. the the world tendencies and the the invasion mechanics like I, I think all of that is fundamental to this game and and fundamental to the experience and all that's still here unto untouched yep. you know oh yeah and it's great it's 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 cool too, just because and I know I'm rambling here, but the we've seen from software's ascension, right? Like Sekiro won a lot of awards. Mm-hmm. You know, like this genre obviously is very popular. Everyone loves Bloodborne. I don't know anyone that doesn't. Um, and and now finally, Demon Souls gets the respect it deserves, right? Like this mm-hmm. game that not intentionally, but just got lost to time because Sony kind of owned it. It's like, you know, this didn't get a remaster like the first Dark Souls or even Dark Souls 2 with the Scholar of the First Sin. Um, it, it's it's old. It didn't run well. It no long, It's online no longer worked. You know, all these... Officially, modders have re... Uh, it's private servers. Re-uploaded and... Right. Yeah, which you can still play on your PS... Like, your stock PS3 and Which stuff, is so. very cool. Um, oh yeah but but like this is it being a launch game especially just guarantees that all these people that know what dark souls are is it, are going to check this game out for the first time yeah and, and i've already seen the results people love this game and, and it's super mm-hmm. cool to see people like whoa like this is different than the other souls games i've played like this is way more straightforward and and way more I feel approachable, and and yeah, there's there's really no other better game in this genre to start with, I think, and mm-hmm. and it's so cool that people can play this again. Yeah, I could. It's I'm glad people who really jumped on the bandwagon with Dark Souls and when this genre became hugely popular can finally go back and see what all of us who started with Demon Souls fell in love with. Yeah. Um, and got us excited about what would you th- would you be interested if they brought back kind of the world tendency mechanic in future souls games or are you kind of like it's a cool concept does it really work i'm fine if they just let it be and leave it only in demon souls i think I, i'd be interested in it um but i it, there need to be because it's just too short a list of things that change tendency um mm-hmm. and and too much of it is random right like it, too much of it like that you can do over and over again is random right a la like beating bosses and beating invaders mm-hmm. and beating uh or invading and killing someone you know i i think probably character tendency the thing is like character tendency is would be the easier mechanic to bring forward because it's just like the actions that you take will kind of determine the, this kind of over overarching shadow over you whether it's good mm-hmm. or bad um but world tendency i think it's more interesting it just sucks that the parts of levels are blocked behind it um and that's why i think if you had more ways like an item that you could farm that increases your world tendency like i know that kind of invalidates it but i think that something like mm-hmm. that is necessary if you're going to put more and more secrets behind those those walls yeah, but I'd be down. I'd be curious to see because I I feel like they would implement it in a way different way, uh, or a way more elaborate way. Um, and it's it's honestly like seeing it again here. It's like it's kind of simple, but it's like if you play offline, like if you get your world tendency too low, like you'll just never get it to to max. It's just never going to happen, and that's kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be. I'd be interested to see a a modern take on world tendency um but i would also be fine if they kind of just let it be um so either way i'm cool yeah i'm cool with it it's it's the the mechanic that i think has aged the worst in this game and and it Mm -hmm. it, it, it's very telling that it's like not even in dark souls 3 at all is the well it is but in a much lesser way is like the the whole half health thing it's 
brutal. And it, in my opinion, like, I don't think you can play the game comfortably without the cling ring at in soul form. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't think it's enjoyable. <laughs> uh, so, and I just did like a because I'm working on the platinum. I just did like a full offline playthrough, right? So I played all in soul form. Never did anything in human form. Period. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's like, all right, one of my ring spots is always the cling ring. And there's so many cool different rings in this game that I want to try and, and yeah. use. And like, they're, they're so well, they integrate so well into different like builds. But I, I wish you could have duplicate rings on. Yeah. But then it, you'd be so broken so quickly. Cause I would just roll with two fragrant rings and that's, there's like a staff that regens your mana. And then I would just magic everything to death. <laughs> Wait, there is? Yeah. It's a it's um you get it in pure white tendency in uh the Tower of Latria. It's the or no, you get it in pure black tendency in the Tower of Latria. The red phantom there drops it. It Do you know what it's called? It's um I could I could find out. It it's it's dropped by the Lord Rydell Black Phantom in Tower of Latria. Uh it functions like a halberd too, which is cool. Um, because I used the, I started as Temple Knight, so I, I used the Albert for my whole first playthrough. Um, but it also regens uh, mana. Phosphorescent Fos- Fos- spirit. Phosphorescent pole. Yeah, or pole. That's what it is. Oh, regenerates MP. Yeah. Oh. That's really nice. I didn't know this. Yeah. I should get that. I have it uh, like as my requires high strength and dexterity to use. I have it as my offhand item, like to switch to mm-hmm. when I'm walking around, just because it regens MP. <laughs> like it's literally like I just hold it <laughs> so I can regen MP and not have to use a different ring. Nice. Okay. Phosphorescent pull plus five MP re- regeneration one MP per second. Yeah, it's. I think you have to use colorless demon souls for that one. Mm-hmm. But it's dope. I I'm also I did a full run with the Moonlight Greatsword, which has been very fun. Or the Great Sword nice. of Moonlight, I think is the very large sword of Moonlight. Yeah. That you get from the slug nest. It would you want World Tendency to come back in a in a substantial way, or are you kinda over it now that you've played um, the game? I would I would be cool if I think it's a really interesting and unique mechanic that gives players makes players have to kind of think about their actions and how they want to play. Uh, one thing I would say is if they bring it back, I would like them to make it a bit more apparent on what gets locked out. Yeah. Uh, or what you can't access, uh, depending on the tendency you're in. Um, that like, I feel like to know, like Lord Rydell's the black phantom. You need, you need, okay. You, I need to be in, pure black tendency but unless i saw a guide on that or read a guide to play it and find that out it's like it would be i think it's daunting to imagine playing through a world tendency thing and not and just having to get it to black pure black or pure white tendency and then just going through each level and seeing what happens yeah um i think that's a lot so if they hadn't a way to telegraph better what maybe you don't have access to maybe there was there would be like a mirage or something that you could kind of see um or like to give you yeah the the, the, my idea would be like in the archstone menu like it has like a little Mm -hmm. icon to let you know like hey something something open up here you know like Mm -hmm. go to this archstone and look in this area because you're gonna find something new um or just like a at the archstone menu it says like tenancy is currently pure white you know, like, I understand. They mm-hmm. did update the UI for that in the menu, which I appreciate, as opposed to, like, how dark does this rock look to you? Um, yeah. Again, the Demon Souls UI, I really think, was not great. Um, the original one. Um, but I, it, it is still a little, like, I don't necessarily feel... Like, when you look at it the first time, you don't necessarily know what's going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We'll so see. good. Yeah, I, I don't know, like, the, the big thing about Dark Souls is, like, it's one fully integrated world, right? So I don't know if World Tendency would work in that, um, mm-hmm. but it would be cool if maybe you could have, like, 
oh, an area that is like kind of central to a bonfire or an archstone or whatever it is in a Souls game, and that mm-hmm. that area tendency will change. Um, and that way, it's kind of like smaller scales, so it's not as catastrophic if like a whole tendency goes black. Um, and th- and that way, it's like okay, there's something secret in this area that I can get now, and I, I that's a little bit more attainable. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll Elden see. Ring world tendencies. Look out for it. <laughs> yeah. Who, who who knows? We know next to nothing about that game, yep. but apparently Phil Spencer has played a bunch of it. So, <sighs> Bastard. <laughs> He's just bragging now. We aren't the only ones that absolutely love Demon's Souls, so we are going around the web. We start off with user Misty Gish from Reddit. They say, I had no idea how builds work, and I still don't know what I did, but I got invaded at Stonefang wearing very light armor. I'm a terrible PvPer, but whatever this person hit me with did so little damage that I just stood there and let them wail on me, then hit him a couple times and went about my way. That and the old King Allant fight when I realized he could de-level you. That was tense. Oh, man. I've got, yeah. I've got a good story for this one. Uh... The first time I went into the last area of Bulletaria, right, when you're going to go into the final approach, um, I was like, okay, you know, I, I, my first playthrough, I wanted to, like, beat every boss solo. The only one I didn't mm-hmm. was the one you helped me with, Scott, which was the, the Maneater fight, which, to be fair, mm-hmm. he doesn't solo you, solo you, so I don't feel bad so, not soloing him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, so I won 1v1 to every boss... I was like, okay, I you know the I know the last boss is tough, um, but I put down my sign in that area because I wanted to see if I could help somebody beat the red phantoms in that area. So mm-hmm. I did it right at the beginning, and there's a guy there, and he is like, okay, follow me, and he just takes me. All the enemies are dead. He just takes me all the way to the boss. I'm like, all right, well, I guess we're doing this. So I go into the boss fight with this guy, and this is literally my mm-hmm. first time in this area, and the first thing I'm doing is just fighting the boss. <laughs> Um, which was great and stressful. Oh, yeah. Um, and, but it was cool because I got to remember like what happens with the blue dragon at the end. I'm like, oh, yeah, this whole part is cool. Um, and we beat him, but his boss grabbed me and drained two of my levels. <laughs> and I forgot about that move because this is the first time mm-hmm. I'm going back to it. And he grabs me. And <laughs> the guy is just looking at me like so sad as I'm getting soul level drained. Uh, and I lost two levels to that that guy, but we ended up beating the boss, so I think it was worth it. Because I think doesn't the boss like get permanently stronger every time you he level de levels you? Um, that I don't know. I'm not positive on that, but I think it does because he was definitely taking less damage after after he did that to me. Um, but it sucked that I lost two levels in somebody else's world. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just kind of cheesed him. I just uh, hid from him, and then when he turned him down, I just kept poisoning him. Nice. So he just slowly died by poison. I, I fought him legit uh, with the halberd, and it is such a tense fight. Like, it was yeah. just, when I finally did it, it was 1v1, me and him, my halberd, his big-ass demon brand sword, and I just, like, dodged perfect. I was, like, on my A game when I finally mm-hmm. got there. I was so proud. Um, nice. But I just beat him on in almost dark tendency on my New Game Plus file, and that was miserable. Um, and but I did it, but it was miserable. I understand. I honestly, if I'd thought mm-hmm. about it more, I would have done the poison method because it was miserable. <laughs> yeah, he's tough. He's a good final boss. He is. It's a, he's a good. It's a good final boss for sure. You want to get the next? Oh one? yeah, sure. Um, this is from Ashirogi underscore Elric. Uh, also on Reddit, my favorite moment in Demon Souls is when I was fighting the Man Eaters. Oh wow, it's this guy alone. Um, after fighting them with that about a dozen times, I finally managed to down one. Then, just as I was able to finish the last one, he fell off the bridge into oblivion. Uh, yeah, I thought he said I fell off the bridge. Uh, I immediately started to panic, and after spending about five minutes looking around online to see if I would have to start the fight over again, which everyone I found said I would have to. The man suddenly flew back up on the bridge and I managed to defeat him. I never felt so relieved than in that moment. I've never seen that happen. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think they, I feel like they made it better in the remake of like, if he falls, he like flies back up pretty quick. 
um, but I'm a, I mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah, I took him down. I just kept shooting him with my spells from the catwalks, uh, and he didn't fall down. So I got the trophy for not or uh, for taking him down before he falls falls down. So yeah, I I must have gotten that trophy on my first try because I never like noticed when it popped. Yeah, I didn't. It popped and it was like, wait, okay. And I took and it was like, okay. Is it? It's killing the first Sweet. one before the second one gets touches down, right? Or something. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I don't know. But th- that fight is but, terrible. <laughs> I yeah. think that's the worst boss in the game, to be honest. Um, just because that... And, like, you and I did this together, so we're very mm-hmm. familiar. But that move, the wake-up move that he has where he lunges toward you, he can, he can mm-hmm. do that after any... Like, with almost zero recovery on after any move. Um, and mm-hmm. if he gets caught you in a loop where he just does that over and over again, either he will knock you off or you'll die, and it's just... You kind of have to angle him so he flies off the edge just so you have a moment to like recover. Um, mm-hmm. It's just miserable. I, I learned that's another one kind of like fighting those big dudes in the swamp where I'm like, I had to get my timing down perfect when I was soloing it to you roll into him and then he will like, if you are right in the center of him, he'll do the attack but not really move forward at all. Um, and mm-hmm. you, your invincibility frames keep you alive and then you can keep wailing on him. But he usually just does that move right over again and sucks yeah uh i remember when i finally beat man eater i did it solo and my fire i could just keep casting fireball like the big giant fire explosion one and it kind of kept him stun locked a bit so i just kept hitting him over and over and didn't get touched it was like cool that's nice that is nice uh, yeah <laughs> i like that yeah I just kind of stood on the stairs and back and got him caught between uh, two of the gargoyle things and just kept hitting him with with fireballs. It was it was a good time. It's a good time. I prove. Yep. Next up, we have user organized bonfire from Reddit. They say getting one last PvP fight ten minutes in ten minutes before the original server shut down. That's vibes right there. Yeah. Yeah. I remember there was a big push back when they announced the final day. Uh, that the servers would be up when they would shut down, like to replay Demon Souls before the servers shut down. Yeah, and I remember they they set all of the online servers to pure white too, so that everybody could see mm-hmm. everything, which is so cool, and and that it would be like easier to play and everything. Yeah. Um, and they they locked them there as long as they could. So that's a cool. Mm-hmm. It, like, I when that game shut down, it was it was just like 2015, I think. It was. It was yeah. a Big deal. I remember they were going to shut it down earlier, but then there was so much request to keep it open, they Thanks. left it up for another couple of years or something. Yeah. I think it was like a year or eight months or something, but yeah, they were going to shut it down. Mm-hmm. I think it was February 2014, and they didn't end up shutting it down until 2015. Um, yeah, something like which that. Which is good. I, I'm glad there were, like, this, this person, there were folks there that were just, like, having fun up until the very last few minutes with it. Definitely. Uh, user Thanatos6293, shout out to Hades on Reddit, also said, Storm Storm Ruler PvP paddles in 4-3. Tons of fun uh, 11 years ago, just as fun now. I mean, can you be invaded while fighting the Storm Ruler? Or is it just in that area? I don't know. Maybe just that area. Because the, the, that sword only works in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe like, cause you can be invaded anytime, um, in this game is if you're human, as opposed to like, if you've beaten the boss, you can't be invaded in this area anymore. Uh, which I found out walking around the tower of Latria, um, <laughs> which was fun. So I guess, yeah, if you're human in that last area with the storm and everything, that's a cool setting for like PVP fights. Plus, yeah. plus people are just trying to, trying to knock each other off the edge with the storm ruler at that point, I think. Well, plus you can also get the red-eyed stone that you can set up just for PvP. Yeah, which so it might not be that they were invaded. It's they probably use that. Yeah, stone, true. The red-eyed stone or whatever. That's at which I like because I got both endings. I forgot that you only get that if you do the bad ending, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of cool. But I also it's another one of those like old hat souls things that I'm glad that they changed, just because it it makes that part of that game so hard to get to. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
And also, the bad ending cutscene is a bummer. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a bummer. Yeah, that's the one I actually did uh, for my first playthrough. Yeah, where you step on the Maiden in Black's face. Mm-hmm. So gross. Yeah. It that's was, I bl- it that's gnarly. how it was originally, I believe, because I, I think I saw both endings originally, but it's still a bummer. <laughs> yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. But thank you to everyone that submitted your favorite memories. We very much appreciate it. And be sure to check the show notes to get links to the different subreddit or the Reddit posts that you can share your own favorite memories and moments of Demon Souls on. I would love to hear them. And let's say, after hearing everything, you are wondering where to get Demon Souls. Well, we have, uh, you're in luck, we are here to help you. Now, with the original Demon Souls, uh, the Demon Souls on PS3, you can actually still buy it brand new on Amazon, the Greatest Hits Edition, for about 20 bucks. Uh, still easy to get the physical copy of that. Um, and you can get loose price for about 10 bucks. It's It's really not that bad. I don't think this is... I think this... I don't know if this is available digitally anywhere, the PS3 version. It is. It's it's on the... Well, I mean, I don't know with how they changed their PlayStation Store thing um, on PS3, but you can... I have it digitally on PS3. Oh, okay. Uh, it was... It, so you can get it. It was free for PS Plus at some point, so maybe some folks got it. Oh. I did not realize this, that. Well, this cool. years ago, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> um... But if you also want the brand new PlayStation 5 version, that's 70 bucks, and you can get it pretty much anywhere video games are sold. Uh, and digitally, it's uh, on the PlayStation Network as well for 60 as well. So pretty pretty easy to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the game, all the Souls games are pretty easy to get. So shouldn't have any issues uh, finding either version for you. Now, let's say you have gotten yourself a copy and you're wondering, oh, man, I don't know what to do. I could really use some tips and advice. Well, we got you hooked up here, too. Alex, what tips or advice would you give to a fresh new player? Uh, I've, I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, and, and, you know, like, I, I, I will give props to, to Quinn. Like, as much as, like, him and I, I think, and, and, and you as well, are not on the same page with, like, the difficulty of these series, like... He brings up a lot of great questions of like, how can we make this more approachable and how can more people check this out? Like, so I, I think if you have trouble with hard games, um, but you want to check out Demon Souls, and, and again, I, I really think this is the best place to start in this genre. Uh, the, the advice I would give you is like, this is not a game about action and looking badass and feeling like a total you know, unstoppable killing machine is the exact opposite of that. It is a game about patience. Uh, And I think patience, number one, is the thing that if you focus on when you play this game, it will help you. You will do better. Uh, And it it really comes down to, and I want to give shout-outs to very specific content creator, Brett Bayonne, uh, one of the the, uh, Super Beard Bros. uh, It's a Let's Play channel. Uh, He also has his own stuff, but... Uh, they did a playthrough of Dark Souls 3 that I was watching leading up to Demon Souls because I was really excited for Demon Souls. Um, and he gives like the best advice for any Souls game in that series. So I, so I want to give him a shout out and recommend it. Uh, which is just wait, watch, and react. This is not a game about being proactive. This is a game about being reactive. Uh, and I think for every enemy, if you take the time to watch what they do, learn their moves... But more importantly, like you don't attack until after they attack. I think if you take that lesson and to apply it to the entire game, you will succeed. Um, and there are certain enemies that it's like, okay, like this is going to break your guard, or, or this is a thing that you got to be ready for. Um, but every single situation in Demon Souls, I think, can benefit from being reactionary. Like even down to the Tower Knight. Um, it, like case in point example of like he attacks, then you attack, right? Like if you apply that strategy to just about anything here, I think you will, you will succeed or you'll have a better time. So wait, react, be patient, take your time. Uh, haste makes waste and don't waste your souls if you can avoid it. 
And it's also like the other thing I would just say is like you're gonna die and it's okay. You're gonna lose hundreds of thousands of souls. I have, Scott. I'm sure you have. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's part of the your trial. Uh, we've all been there. It's all happened. We. Yeah. No, no one's gonna come in it. and dunk on you for losing ten thousand souls, right? Like it's okay. It happens, and and you'll get them back. Like you'll you'll grind it out or 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 find your your time next time. Just don't let that frustration lead to to rushing things because that's when you'll get yourself into trouble good good advice for me uh mine is i kind of have twofold it one is don't be afraid to jump around between areas um for sure there are you will get resources and rings and things in one area that will help you immensely or provide you additional defense uh of things you'll find in another area yeah so if you're stuck and you're dying a lot and you're just getting frustrated doing running through the same area over and over again, take a breather, try a new area, uh, and just see what you can explore in, in one of the other arch stones. Don't be afraid to. This is one of those games where it's in Meg. It's kind of Mega Man esque where. You can t- really tackle things in any way, in any order you want. It m- might be slightly more difficult or challenging, depending on which you've taken before. But you can; it's very doable to do each zone in any order whenever you want. So do that. And my personal favorite farming spot for souls is in four two. This is the uh, the shade men area with the storm and everything oh, going yeah, on. Yeah. In four two, you'll the archstone. You're right by. You'll go down these steps, and then you'll turn around, and you'll be in like this catacomb-like area where you have like these shady uh, ghost spirits on the top floor, and then down below you'll see like a grim reaper and more shade shade people. Go to the left passage on up on the second floor. Kill the one. Or uh, and then take out the Reaper, and it will despawn. It will kill all the other spirit-like creatures in the area, and you'll get, um, you'll get all the souls from all the creatures that are killed that way. You're really close to the Arcstone. Run back, respawn everything, and just keep doing that. It's a great way to earn a bunch of souls. If you have the Ring of Avarice, you can increase the amount of souls. Um, so, yeah, great way to farm. And I discovered this. I don't know if even you know this, Alex. Um, there are some items that are only usable by certain genders. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you new to the remake, you can spend 18,000 souls and kind of remake your character in terms of appearance and stuff. If you have gear that is only usable by one gender on when you remake your character and swap genders your gear that it will still be equipped even if your gender that you swap to can no longer equip it smart so i actually learned this with the hand armor yeah the uh, the, that the silver bracelet or whatever it is yeah the silver bracelet only equipable only equipable by female uh bodied characters I had that equipped when I changed gender to the female body and then I changed back to male and it still was equipped and I still got the benefit. So nice. nice. Yeah. That and ring so of avarice with those skelly men is like over 5,000 yeah. souls every run, I think. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's like 5,700. Cause um, I was so great way to farm. Souls. There's a, there's a black skeleton there that I had to farm for a uh, pure sharp stone for one of the rings. And so I mm-hmm. killed the Reaper and then that skeleton and then threw myself off the ledge over and over and over again. I had like 120,000 souls in like 10 minutes, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah, yeah, not bad at all. Um, not bad. One thing I, I, I wanted to say, we didn't get to talk about it, but there's obviously infinite amount of things to talk about with this game is that I, I really like about Demon Souls is that the swapping between areas is very much like you don't have to beat like in the valley of defilement that that first area is brutal it's definitely the hardest of the first five starter mm-hmm. areas and i would almost certainly recommend doing it last but you get the ring of magical dullness there which increases your magical defense by a great amount 
and then you know you don't have to beat that area to get it it's just kind of hidden pretty well and then you go over to the tower of latria and suddenly those those cthulhu guys aren't one-shotting you right like it is a very yeah very visible very like noticeable advantage that you get from just getting a couple items in one area and going to the next mm-hmm. so truth. totally truth it's part of why this game's so good <laughs> yeah you can play it however you want it's fantastic yeah. We are on to perhaps my favorite part of each episode, the Monster of the Week. Alex, who have you brought to the arena? Who is your pick of the week? I thought about doing the Flame Lurker just for Jarrett, uh, for our boy. <laughs> Which is, like, the Flame Lurker is, like, essentially, like, the easy mode version of the final fight. Uh, in my opinion, mm-hmm. they act very similarly. Um they're equally as aggressive but this this was the one when i was going back through all the i think almost all the enemy redesigns are so great and the bosses especially are like whoa this looks so good uh i forgot about this dude the abjucator uh Mm -hmm. and when i saw him i was like oh my i forgot about this whole fight and he looks so grody in this. He looks so gross and awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abjucator is the first fight in the the Temple of Storms, Shrine of Storms, or whatever. Uh, and uh, it's cool because you know it, it's it's super easy fight. It's basically like a little puzzle. He's got like a mm-hmm. part of his sword is broken off in his side, and it's like this gushing, spilling wound. He just looks so gross and awful and monstrous. Uh, if you attack the wound. He lowers down, and the the actual bird that's conjuring the zombie at the top on top of its head, you can attack, and uh, you knock him down to, to kill the bird. And it's a trophy for not knocking him down once, but uh, it's a cool. He, he's super easy. Like he has three attacks, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, but it's just he's so awesome looking. He's just so gross. I love. He's got this big sloppy tongue that will attack you if you hang up on the top floor. Um, mm. Yeah, he's a. I thought this guy just is so grody looking. He is very good, but yes, you can find the abjucator in the four as the four one shrine of storms boss. He has thirteen hundred and six health. He has a normal defense of ninety three slash defense of ninety three as well, along with blunt defense and piercing defense. He has a magic defense of one eighteen and a flame defense of one o three. He's immune to poison, curse, and uh, bleeding. Uh, Bleed and plague, excuse me, not curse. He will drop the swollen demon souls when you kill him, and you will get 11,700 souls for vanquishing him as well. So good luck. And the uh, pro tip, the swollen demon soul is only used for the regen uh, miracle, so you can go get that guilt-free. Well, I guess you you can probably make a sword with it too, but... I don't necessarily mess with all that, but uh, you can uh, get that right away, and that's a great miracle to have. Um, just regen your health over time. Yeah, you can use the Swollen Demon Soul to uh, create the Meat Cleaver weapon. Ooh. Maybe I, by using maybe. a club or great club. Maybe I should do that just just to mess around with it. I haven't like I've thought about doing a kind of like. A living Pokedex version of this game, where I have a version of every weapon. So, like in my in uh, in my storage, so like a plus one weapon, a plus two version of the weapon, plus three, yeah. plus four. Like do all those, and I'm like, oh, that would that'd be crazy. That would be intense. That would be extremely crazy. But I mean, it would be cool to have all of the boss <laughs> weapons. Cool. Uh, yeah. I've never really messed with them. The only one I I made in this whole remake is the Northern Regalia, just because there's a mm-hmm. trophy for it. And to be fair. That sword is sick. Yes, it's very cool. It's very cool. That is going to do it for this episode of RPG University. Thank you so much, Alex, for coming on and talking to some souls. It's been with over me. a year since I was like on a regular episode. Can you believe that? I know. I, you were 
number one. Yeah, no, I, you were on the first episode. As you know, I love this show, so I I'm happy. I'm the, plus we've been talking about talking about Demon Souls for so long, and we've also talked about Demon Souls so much. It's cool to have like this is our official Demon Souls talk. And yeah, it's, this game's great. If you can't tell, we yeah. like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, if you tune in on the 1st of December, we'll probably be talking a bit more about it on the, the December syllabus episode, because why not? Yeah. And I'll, It's an RPG we've been playing. Yeah, hopefully I'll have the platinum by then, too. There you go. There you go. But thank you again, Alex. Always a good time. What do you got cooking? Where can people find you? Uh, I mean, I'm over here on Irrational Passions myself. Uh, I currently cooking. Uh, I, don't, I don't necessarily think anything, but I, we've got charity stream coming up that i'm super excited about uh on december 5th uh and you know rational passions podcast every every weekend saturdays uh usually sometimes it's been sunday for a while but saturdays and sundays on youtube um and then up on podcasts on tuesday um i'm alfighter 27 on everything uh mostly twitter and instagram though so yeah go go follow me on instagram so you can see all the cooking that i do there you go. He makes some good looking stuff. It's fun. Very tasty looking stuff. So, but thank you to those of you who have listened to the end. You've helped return light to the crystals and unlocked a new job class. Be sure to rate and review us on your preferred podcast service as each one you leave will help cause a leaf on the mana tree to bloom, helping restore balance, saving the world. And I would just really, really appreciate it. If you have an RPG you would like to talk about or have us talk about, tweet at IrrationalPod with the hashtag RPGU with what game you would like to see us or hear, excuse me, us talk about or if you would like to be a guest. And until next time, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to one another. Class dismissed.